All right, take three. Take three, take three, take three, take three. Let me tell you a story. But not now. The lore can wait. There's too many other things that have happened this week, so let's get right to it. A brief recap. First of all, my name is Darren Graham. I'm a level one human and an undeclared student at an academy of magical arts called Enigmatic University in the land of Hygalia. My roommate is a tiefling. That's like a sort of red-skinned teenager with horns and a tail. He's cool, though. We both share room 23 at Gygax Hall. I've been recording my journey here at college with a book called A Podcast. I still don't fully understand what that means. Each week, I get a new assignment. I've given my journal a name. Hidden Quest Path. This is the theme music. Ready? And go. Chapter 2. The 20-Sided Die. My parents dropped me off earlier this week at the Enigmatic University. NU for short. I know, it should be EU, but Enigmatic makes the N sound, so whatever, I guess. So far, I've met my roommate. His name is Nolan, tiefling. I've won a 20-sided die at a raffle that I didn't enter my name into, and my first podcast assignment is due at the end of this week. Oh, and uh, something spoke in my head. Last night. My book of podcasting even recorded it. It sounded like this. Spooky, right? That wasn't even the worst of this week, though. Here, let me give you a quick recap. Oh, oh shit! Yeah, doozy of a week. Before we get too much further, let me tell you a bit about the school I go to. There are about 42 buildings at Enigmatic University. I won't name them all, but here are some of the more impressive ones. Bright Lamp Hall, it's got the registrar, student records, uh, human resources, interspecies resources. This is where students go to register, uh, pay parking tickets, and uh, mostly fix things that their advisors screwed up. Paramox Union, that's the uh, student center. Home of the Unspoken Bookshop, the Unsaid Cafe, the Forbidden Juice Bar, and the Food Court Complex, better known as the multi-dimensional thousand-tentacled eldritch horror beast that delivers food to all campuses, regardless of space or time, the mini-headed ultra-demon, Sodexo. There's also the Soundless Library next door. It's not entirely soundless, but there is an acoustical dampener that lowers the overall dynamic range by about 40 decibels. There's the Devil Stadium, where they play everything from Quidditch to Agruha, my understanding is that for Agruha, uh, university rules dictate that the human head is substituted for a fake one. There's Verone Field, where they play Blurns Ball. The Lichen of Darkness Performing Arts Center. That's where Nolan spends most of his time. Gygax Hall. That's where I'm staying. Apparently, there's a mausoleum beneath it. Uh, various other dorms. Parker, Hall, Leacock, uh, Pardo, uh, Culling. Um, Ultimate Laboratory, a science center. Uh, Campus Tavern, the Cordial Gourd, and Romero Hall, where my first class is with Dr. Weedle. Intro to classes. I'm going to go ahead and start this podcast at the beginning of that day. Ready? And go. 
It's Monday, 7.31 a.m. I'm on my way to Eldritch Sodexo and get some coffee, maybe some bacon. Then I'm off to class. I didn't sleep much last night. Something was in my head. Or maybe Nolan stuck a hidden speaker underneath my bed. Maybe that's a tiefling thing. I couldn't find it if he did. I didn't ask him. Maybe it's just a dream? Except it recorded itself in my podcast book. So it did happen. I don't know. I don't know. I need some coffee. Turns out that the voice in my head from last night, the one that called my name and told me to go to bed in the creepiest way imaginable, yeah, that was Super Director Dorn, the level 4 warlock that I had met the weekend before. Turns out he was making the rounds last night and heard me talking to my podcast and told me to go to bed in my head. Which is maybe why he's Super Director of Gygax Hall? Because he can covertly talk to the residents through some kind of magical neural transmit? Dorn calls it the mental network, and it's actually illegal to use, according to the Hegelian order of order. I'll, I'll discuss the order of order sometime in the future. Uh, too much, too soon. But since we're students at the university, there's an agreement that superiors can transmit, quote-unquote, non-manipulative thoughts through the mental network. Non-manipulative. I think shitting my pants is pretty fucking manipulative. Thank you very much, Super Director Dorn, level four warlock. It's a really beautiful morning at Enigmatic. 20 years ago, the Ultima Labs uh, cooked up some artificial species of songbirds that would eat all the mosquitoes and gnats and all the other pests on campus. So the place is virtually bug-free. Plus, they have a very pretty song. Listen. They're actually called sirens, or Viologian sirens, named after retired faculty wizard Nathaniel Viologian, who dealt in insecticide and herbicide magics. The birds are all different colors, pastel colors. This morning, I saw a tree, and I was all confused because it's these different colored leaves, and then boom, the tree explodes with these colored sirens. I get coffee from the kitchens and then head to class. Class number one, intro to classes with Dr. Axio Weedle. He's one of those teachers that makes you buy the book that he wrote for his own class. Romero Hall. Romero really gives you a feeling of, I don't know how else to say it, doom, really. High, elevated, dark hallways lit by torches of magical, arcane fire. They say that these torches hold the same fire that burned down the grand churches of New Sail and Full Sail in the wars of the Fifth Era. I don't really know my history all that well, but I know my own feelings, and these torches in this dark, grand hallway makes me feel... I don't know, dread. Spikes point down from the ceiling like judgy, bony fingers... The sunrise illuminates the stained glass window at the end of the hallway. It splashes red and purple colors across the students' faces as they find their way to class. It makes them all look bruised and beaten, all potential victims of brutal violence. 
I can't wait to see what this place looks like come finals week. The classroom isn't hard to find. It's where everyone's going since it's a required class by all freshmen. We all sit down in rows upon rows of dark wooden desks and seats that aren't padded and do not swivel. A small man in a blue robe is gathering papers and such at a lone table in the bottom of the classroom. I feel like I'm in a giant cereal bowl where the students are the cornflakes and the milk is the ever-rising sense of academic despair. After all the students sit down, the room is still bustling with excited students. They're talking to each other, laughing, playing, when the teacher begins talking. He holds up a book and refers to it, but I'm way in the back, and I can't hear anything. Most of the class settles down, and students start shushing each other, but there's still pockets of chatter. After a minute, in everyone's heads, comes this command. Everyone shut Dr. Weedle says, I'll do my best Dr. Weedle impersonation. I don't know who gave that command, but you're not allowed on the mental network. If I catch you doing that again, I'll have to report you to the vice chancellor. Or something like that. He doesn't sound like his name sounds. Actually, maybe he kind of does. No one is sure who spoke up on the mental network just then. Everyone's sort of looking around, even as Dr. Weedle continues speaking. I look up and I spot a very thin guy with pale skin and long, light blue hair that falls behind his shoulders. He's a... He's got a very thin smirk on his face that I barely catch. Just as I think, maybe it was that guy? He turns his head and looks directly at me. I freeze and I'm immediately uncomfortable. The pale kid winks at me. I just stare until he diverts his gaze to the teacher. So do I. Intro to classes is all about classes. Not classes you take in school, but classes that you are. People classes, like wizard, thief, cleric, uh, scribe, zoologist. Uh, Not to be confused, of course, with races which you're born as. Human, elf, dwarf, uh, troll, tiefling, fairy, uh, tiger, all those. Races are what you're born with. Classes are what you choose to be. Uh, Me, I have no idea what I want to be. And that's sort of the point of this class. Uh, Class. It's an introduction to all the different possibilities that you could be. Um, A lot of people think all these options are great. Uh, Personally, I think it's all a bit daunting. It's like a menu for your life and you can't decide what to eat. Is it going to be the Diablo chicken, wizarding, that you've had before and enjoy but gets old after a while after your uh, taste buds get numb? Is it the Supreme Burrito, fighter, where it sounds good and then you realize it's all too much and then really hurts halfway through the meal? Or is it the Cobb Salad? cleric, which doesn't look good at first, but then makes you feel good afterwards, even if it's kind of a chore to eat at times. Dr. Weedle explains the class, hands out her syllabi, and then explains our podcasting books, which we're supposed to record every day and then edit it all together at the end of the week, which is what I'm doing right now. Hi, Dr. Weedle. This is so much fun. I can't even tell you. Every week we get a new assignment. This is this week's. Find yourself. That's it. Find yourself. Easy, right? I have four other classes this semester. Two of them are today. Introductory Algebra. I was always bad at math. English and History of High Gallia. Today we talked about really old people and History of High Gallia. It was great. It was great. It was great. I wonder what wonders tomorrow will hold. I still can't get the image of that pale kid out of my head. It's so weird. Like, 
Every time I conjure his image in my head, he looks 50 years older than he did before. Maybe he's non-traditional. That evening, I'm in my dorm, room 23, Gygax Hall. Nolan's rolling the, uh, the D20, the uh, 20-sided die that I won at the raffle. He's rolling it on the coffee table. He's watching the evening news on the TV, half paying attention to it. There's news about a local disappearance of someone's familiar, uh, news about the latest celebrity gossip, something about a storm system brewing in the Northeast. He's rolling the die, again and again. And again. It's annoying at first until it becomes sort of background noise. And I sit down and I try to read the assigned material in my textbook. I want to hear Nolan say, Your dice is broken. Die, I say. And he looks at me funny. I say, It's one dice, so it's a die. He ignores me and then he goes back to rolling it. Then I realize what he actually said. It's broken? How can a die be broken? Doesn't it just... Roll on a random number? Isn't that how it works? I'm half reading my textbook and half listening to Nolan roll the die. How am I supposed to find myself? What does it even mean? Maybe I should talk to the counselor tomorrow. I don't even realize that I'm falling asleep. Nolan is repeating a number. Ten, he says. He repeats it. It's a pattern. Roll. Ten. Roll. Ten. Roll, 10, roll, 10, roll, 10, roll, 10, roll, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, the colored sirens are really at it today. They're almost deafening. I overheard some teachers talking loudly a moment ago about what would happen if a thundercloud struck the data cloud. The data clouds of Mount Guzel are supposedly this bizarre mass of clouds that lay on top of a huge black mountain. The data clouds are leased out to whoever has the money, or the power, I guess, to, uh, to lease one. Enigmatic University has one. It sits above the university, and it looks like a normal cloud, except for a slight blue electric rim all around the cloud. It holds all the important data that the faculty and the students use. This book actually uploads the recordings to that cloud after the day is done. At the end of the week, when I need to access that data, I just speak the password into the podcast book and it downloads again. The IT department, uh, IT means irritable tangle. They deal with all the technical problems on campus. IT developed a security access to the cloud. Anyone who tries to access it with an unsecured means will be enveloped in a wall of fire. They are not mucking around over there. I needed to find myself. So I went to the counselor. The front desk asked me if I wanted the bubble sheet method or the traditional method. Of what? I asked. So you can find yourself, they said. 
How did you know? This is the counselor's office, they explained. It saves time and money to use mild telepathy scans for the students who walk in. So, you are here to find yourself, right? I didn't say yes. There really wasn't a reason to. So, bubble sheet or traditional, they asked again. Can I do both? I asked. I haven't heard from my parents at all this last week. No news is good news, I assume they, they feel. I'm okay not hearing from them. I'm sure they're busy with all the television shows that they watch every night, since I can remember. I wonder if they ever actually talked. I don't really remember them fighting. Sometimes the air would be strange, like at breakfast, when mom didn't sit at the table, but went outside instead. She wouldn't say anything for hours. It was just obvious that there was something wrong between the two of them. I never interfered. I just went to my room. It was usually a pretty quiet household. On the bubble sheet, there's questions like, what is your favorite pet? What did you want to be when you were little? Do you show up to events on time? Would you say you were very organized? Do you sometimes walk into a room and forget why you went there? Dog, wizard, no, no, all the time. I handed the bubble sheet to the desk lady. She said to come back tomorrow for the traditional method with the counselor. Is there anything I need to bring? I asked. Just your brain, she said. Do you remember where you left it? I laughed and she smiled. But now I wonder how much of a joke that actually was. I swear I just saw something flash by. Something tiny, white maybe, just really fast. I think, I think some other kids saw it too. The sirens are really, really quiet right now. The whole campus is quiet. It's kind of dim during the afternoons around here. The data cloud sits directly above the school, so there's always just shadow around the school while the hills and the mountains in the distance are all sunny. It's very peculiar. Who is, is that Nolan? It, it is Nolan. Why is he running towards me? Jesus, do you know how unnerving it is having a demon run at you? Oh shit. So thanks to my idiot roommate, my nose is still bleeding. But what he finally found out was really cool. It's the D20. Ugh. So the 20-sided die, it's called a chance die. It tells you how likely something is going to happen. If you don't ask it a question and just roll, it comes up a 10. Every time. 10. 10. 10 again. But ask it a question about how likely something is going to happen. Like, am I going to eat dinner tonight? 18. It's very likely that I eat dinner. Will I become king of Hygalia tomorrow? One. It is super unlikely. Will I become king in the future? A 10. You can't ask the chance die questions that are too far in the future. But you, you can also ask it past questions. Did Nolan drink all the orange juice in the fridge? 20. Yeah, I had a hunch. 
A couple of moments ago, Nolan asked it if he might get laid at the Cordial Gourd Campus Tavern. He rolled a 15, so he was off like a shot. <laughs> Will I die someday? 20. That's sort of a given. Will I die tomorrow? 10. Nothing certain, I guess. Will I ever find myself? 10. Will something important happen tomorrow? 20. Will something important happen... Will something happen tomorrow that changes my life? 20. Uh, will something happen tomorrow that changes my life for the better? 10. Will I know when... Wait. Will that something... No, wait, wait, wait. barely sleep last night. I'm so excited to meet the counselor and see what he says. It's going to change my life, apparently. I don't know if it's for good or for bad, but I'm so happy that something is going to change. Oh my God. Oh my God. That bird just got hit by something. It's a, it's a siren. It's a Viologian siren. It's a green one. Is totally dead. What the hell was that? Seriously? Yeah, but we had an appointment. No, I'm not mad. I'm just. Well, I'm a little mad. Well, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of looking forward to it. Really? Yeah, I know. No, no, it's, it's not your fault. I'm, I'm sorry, I just... I thought it was really important that I meet him today, was all. Thanks anyway. Okay, so either the chance die is completely fake or... I don't know, maybe I'm just putting too much stock in this stupid idea. I don't know how to find myself, Dr. Weedle. Obviously, I need to figure it out for myself. A counselor can't tell me what to do with my life, especially when he's out sick all of a sudden. And a 20-sided die certainly can't tell me what to do. Whoa! That thing just zipped past my head. What the hell is that thing? I watched it bounce around the campus for a minute. It looked like it had before. Small, round, very fast. It bounced off several buildings, but it never left the campus. At that time, I had no idea what it was. Then it hit me. What?
Hitting Quest Path was performed and produced by Mike Leggett. Theme music was composed by Kubi. Find more of Kubi's music at kubimusic.com. That's K-U-B-B-I music.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please send me a few stars on iTunes. You can reach me at hiddenquestpath at gmail.com.